Mrs. Doubtfire when he looks up from the fridge with the face mask and he goes, hello! <laughs> That's what that was. Why? Because no. <laughs> it's always... So, there's also like an old boss boss at my job. He's not there anymore. Uh, who used to always say that as well. So, like, it's always stuck in my head. Hello! <laughs> oh, I see. Anyway, we're, we're not going to do that. So, I'm leaving it in. Hello and welcome to Behind the Mask. I am Ryan. Jesus calls me friend Siebold. <laughs> and I'd like to welcome to the show my most fascinating acquaintance, dearest friend, and most passionate lover. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> my co-host, Tony V. That is, uh, okay. Yeah. That's uh-huh. an introduction and a half there. That's that's why I, I said it. Hello. That coupled with my lover. <laughs> yeah. Interesting in, interesting one. Um, yeah, we're back. We're here with a whole new series. From outer space. Yeah. Just to find you here with that sad look upon your face. Should I change that stupid Okay. Anyway. Sometimes I almost wonder if you do actually listen to our episodes because like... <laughs> I, I ruined them for you. That, that was, well, no, that was the whole thing at the end of our last episode. I'm sure you don't actually remember. No, I don't. Actually, both, I think, the last, both episodes of the last series, you, I set you up to sing, thank you for being a friend, because we were talking about Betty White, and you started singing, like, Michael Jackson or something, I don't even remember. That's what I do. And then you kept singing in Greece in the park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good times. Good times. Leader of the pack, now you're singing again, you hear it? That's what I do. A lot I of sing. singing, but you know what you're not doing? Telling us what this episode's all about. So why don't you do that uh-huh. for a change? As you could tell from like how we're talking about friends in the beginning of this intro and other things, evidently, we are talking about companionship. <laughs> Check my notes here. <laughs> yeah, I almost said friendships, friends which and makes lovers, sense. And, you yeah. know, acquaintance. Companionship. Right? Yeah, so some, sometimes these people can be lovers, sure. Just not us, you know, but, you know, maybe. Well, you know, hey. Never know. You never know what happens off air, guys. Fan fiction, send it in <laughs> to us. I was just thinking that. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Just p- post it as a thread on Twitter for us. Oh, my God. Right behind the pod on Twitter. And watch out for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, companionship. That's the topic of this episode. We're going to talk about it. We have touched on this quite a bit before that. Like the social life of a villain kind of suffers. Everyone needs a social life. Yeah, your your villains are gonna have to like interact with each other at sometimes. Because I mean, especially if you have a lot of villains hanging out in one city or you know one kind of like location, you you need to avoid stepping on each other's toes. Or mm-hmm. you know, if you don't do that, you're gonna have to sometimes be it's off hard with heroes and villains. So, know, sometimes it's hard to not step on toes when you're making all those strides and steps, you know, like it's part of your job to do that. And sometimes people have longer legs than the others, so they step on toes. It happens. Sure thing. Strides and steps, leaps and bounds. That bit never dies. <laughs> Which I, I have, I think I bring it up every time you make that joke. It's not even a joke from the show. No, it's it, not. It is literally just like a thing i said in a fucking bar once yep and it's lived <laughs> on it, it's lived on in infamy nobody nobody who listens to the show has ever understood it and they <laughs> never will and it's okay 
It's just part. It's canon to the uh, to the show now, and it'll never. It can't die. It yeah, cannot. Strides die. Death. That's gonna be our first T-shirt. Strides and stops. <laughs> yeah. So companionship. Let's what you know. There, I, I think there's different levels of companionship, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, we we talked about Nargel being uh, kind of like a sidekick. Yeah. As I've been doing on these shows, I've got like a little list of different kind of roles. I think that like. Or like different like types of pairings and groupings that you kind of get with villains. Uh, you have like the partner, which I guess in a sense maybe the cat kind of the cat in. is the partner for sure. Again, like I I didn't always kind of see the cat as an equal to the the main character. He's like there, a but... lesser equal. Yeah. So I will. So yeah. Maybe maybe there is a something on this list. It's a little bit extensive. That uh, I feel like telling a cat that it's not fully equal is well yeah problem. i mean you wouldn't like say it to its face right exactly but like but it is a lesser well, I, I, yeah i mean yeah i think they, they have different kind of like points but uh yeah the partner is one of them I'll, I'll kind of run through this list and then we can kind of break them down one by one afterwards but partner uh you have like a teammate which i guess like that is separated by being like part of a larger group with mm-hmm. a bunch of equal roles usually with one person in charge um, not always one person in charge, but like a group without a leader is a problem. Mm-hmm. Bud is one of the ones I have on the list. Bud, you know, <laughs> it's, it's always good to know a guy for that. You know, the just like a guy you know. Okay. You know, my bud. I got I got a bud for that job. You know, uh-huh. I can call this guy a mercenary. Obviously, someone you just kind of buy to do right to help you out with something. That you that's know. the guy. A different bud tells you that they have a bud, and so you hire that guy, and he's the mercenary. Yeah, because they're not your bud; they're that. Yeah, you don't bud. really know them that well, so they're not going to do the job for free or mm-hmm. for cheap. You know, you pay full price. You got yourself a mercenary. Mm-hmm. There's also the hench, hench person, Nargel. the hench folk. We've talked about them, uh, you know, a ton. Nargel's definitely a hench. Yeah, I mean, 100%. again, like hench, we've talked about how that kind of breaks down to like you have your number two hench mm-hmm. and your part of the group hench. Um, we've talked about henches a lot. We'll talk about them a little bit more later. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you also have the you know the hostage companion, the spirits inside of the cat taking them hostage for, for uh, the souls. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think of the souls as like interacting or having like a no but they are taken hostage to be used yeah i mean i kind of consider them just like dead at that point like they're you know <laughs> they're it's more like their energy is yeah replacing one of the cat's lives than being like like i don't know if you could free them or anything like that right uh more i was thinking i get uh what would that oh man what the pizza bomber is that the guy pizza was, bomber who he was there was a True crime documentary that was re- not that. I recently. know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the guy with the necklace. Yeah, yeah, him. He, like, he <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Was that what he was called? Pizza yeah. I, okay. Well, I think so. Yeah. Well, because I, I, I do the know first thing that popped into head was PizzaGate, and I knew that wasn't. Yeah, no, related, not PizzaGate. And then I was worried that that yeah. didn't have anything to do with. Pizza no, they at had all. a bombs uh, uh, latched like a choker onto their neck. Yeah, and like was making them do like the yeah. bank robbery. Yep. So in this, like that is an example of the like the hostage companion. Like, right? They they obviously aren't your friend, but like they're involved with a project that you're working on because uh, right they have to be. So I guess like th- those are the ones I came up with. I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that list. No, I, I think um, the list is solid. That's why I did not add anything to it. All right. So like we'll go through these kind of one by one, kind of like talk about them a little bit. So like the partner. To me, I think usually for a partnership, there's kind of like some sort of pre-existing relationship or something just like really, you know, heavy happens. So like, uh-huh. some, so you have to have like a strong bond, a partner, 
somebody. Yeah. Again, if we're thinking of the cat as a partner, you know, I, I think that, that that moment of opening the third eye is kind of that bonding moment. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more like bougie bougie because it's just like a magical scratch moment. But like in terms of, yeah, like what the partner role is like, I think, you know, again, like I think you the the risk with a partner is you have that is one of the more emotional emotionally attached mm-hmm. roles most of the other ones like that's yeah. the one that you find a lot of backstabbing in because well, it's easier i i think maybe you don't find it necessarily a lot well i mean yeah mm-hmm. maybe that that, that is mm-hmm. possible that it because it is easier but i also think it is it's more dramatic when like a partner backstabs because oh, right. because they have that bond so i i don't I, I don't know if like that's part, what i mean if like partners are backstab it all you know all the time no one's going to partner with anybody that's not what i mean no i'm just saying like it is more significant when a partner backstabs you and that's when right, that's, so that's what i'm saying that's like, when you, i don't know if you find them. a lot of it but like it is uh more very dramatic when a, you know, a partner backstabs uh-huh. okay because again like you know partners are also kind of like we we kind of talk about how i i see the cat as being around all the time where like these other characters i don't know if he's going to be hanging out with keith richards in every story <laughs> I think you know. I hope sometimes not. Keith Richard shows up. Some like you know. Sometimes it's a different mm-hmm. pop culture icon. Well, he's uh, a busy guy. I'm sure he's got stuff to do. Yeah, but like again, the cat. The cat is like the type of character that's always around. Yeah. Comparatively, I guess we can move on a little bit. Uh, the teammate. Again, we were talking about like larger groups. Again, these can endure a little bit, but I think they are a little bit more of a fragile relationship. Ego. Um, usually always kind of gets it becomes an issue here especially if you i mean what whether you have somebody in charge or not unless that leader is like really good at like dealing with these type of high ego characters because well, i mean keeping in it, mind these are evil villains that's so what i'm like, saying like yeah. villains tend to be you know ego driven types They're, they yeah. don't always work well with others i'm gonna pair in some good examples into this section just because i think it will actually make more sense here but good examples would be like the for this specifically would be the Legion of Doom because like I guess the leader kind of interchanges sometimes, but for the most part it's Lex Luthor. And so what happens with them is like, yeah, there's a lot of egos involved and they're one of the more successful teams, but they all at the end of whether they win or lose, they still split in you know, at the end of like this series, they usually lose, right? Mm. But you know, they can win for a certain time period. So what I'm saying is, like, at the end of things, they usually split up and they go their separate ways, but they do come back often. So, is like, it, how often is it the same crew? Is it one of those? Oh no, this it usually. I mean, it interchanges, but for the I most part, a lot of the same characters do come back. Okay, yeah, I mean, I think that that is, uh, you know, definitely a thing in the like a note towards the good side for that team because like. Mm-hmm. I think that is a big thing with especially villain teams where they'll work on a project, they'll mm-hmm. fail miserably at the end because that's how yeah. most stories work. And then I think the reason why they, most of these characters change out dip, doesn't even matter what team we're talking about here. Most villains change interchange or most uh, characters change out of the groups because it depends on what they're trying to achieve as well. Mm-hmm. So like there's that on top of everything else but for the most part legion of doom is it has at least like three of the same people come back at least but you know it could range from three to you know five to even sometimes 
a lot of different people. So it depends. On yeah, I, I think, I mean, because there, are, I think with a lot of teams, what you see is like, there are like a handful of like the iconic ones that are like, mm-hmm. like iconic parts of the team, but the, yeah, other parts of the team that are constantly changing. And I think on the flip side, I don't know if this is true, but I yeah. think that happens with villain teams more often than like hero teams. Yeah. Uh, like the, like the Justice League is usually pretty consistent in their lineup. I imagine they have like people that do come and go. Yeah. But like, I don't think in the way because again, part a big part of why things work out the way they do for villains is just because most things aren't written for the villain. Sure. So like, a villain team will break up, and you could just not see them for like a long period of time until like they come up in a story again, and then it's just kind of made up of whoever. Like, they'll they will say like, oh yeah, we'll bring back some again. Like I said, like the iconic characters, mm-hmm. but then they'll just be like, we'll scoop up a couple new villains. The only thing that there. I would counter this with is uh, the only villain team, and I know they have changed at a few different times, but almost the entire time, Sinister Six is the same Sinister Six in Marvel. It is the same villains. Really, every I thought time. that was. That in my head, that was one of the examples of like a team that's constantly like no, they every time they come together. Not every time, no. It is usually the same. Uh, that's why they're one of the more iconic teams. But they do change out, just like the League of Doom, Legion of Doom. Right. Yeah. But I've, for the most part, it is the same six people. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm willing to be wrong there, but like I'm pretty positive it's like usually the same six. Yeah. I mean, I. it's one of those i feel like it's i always get the information i have about comic books from you yeah so good luck so yeah (laughs) i feel like when we i feel like we did an episode on partners and we did a whole thing about like all the different iterations of the sinister six over the years uh so in my head that was the example i mean over the years but that's what i'm saying like these these teams uh, uh stories with these teams happen a lot over the one year and then you have the second year and you know over the years to me means like over decades spanning decades so yeah they're going to change out you know over decades for sure uh so yeah teams yeah pretty fragile and i think there is a a balance of that being between you know just stories not being written for villains and again like we said at the top you know the egos and stuff Mm. one of the biggest things i think to have a successful team Strong unifying element. A cult of villains would be kind of interesting if they had something that actually brought them together. We talk about how like cults have like you know that kind of religious like devotion is pretty powerful and can kind of like overcome that ego side of things. Well, you have um, League of Shadows. Sure, that's one. I'm thinking the also Lord of Owls. That's I guess, what I was going to say. Thank you. Uh, completely cult. I think of them. I think of them as more of a secret society. Yeah. But I guess in the sense that That's we don't true. really know their in, inner workings too well. Yeah, cult of a secret society, absolutely. Yeah. But an actual cult, and I'm forgetting. But I brought him up in a previous episode a little while back. The the pastor guy that's in like the sewers of gotham city that like has the people do his bidding and for more power and things like that because he's a ghost and is he the blackfire yeah uh something blackfire reverend Reverend blackfire yeah is it blackfire it is it's blackfire for sure but reverend blackfire absolutely yeah i do kind of remember you talking about him yeah yeah he only comes back as soon as he has like enough followers or something like that so yeah that would be a cult that would be uh to your point Mm mm-hmm uh, I think another, you know, in terms of like the big unifying elements, one of my, like the thought I had for like one of the better teams of villains, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. 
Mm-hmm. For the most part, like I said, I, I think teams are a difficult thing to make work. But I think they do kind of stay pretty solid. And I think it has to do with their like unifying element. The, the whole, you know, livelihood of mutants, part of, you know, why they've even worked with the X-Men and stuff a little bit sometimes because at the end of the day they do have similar goals. It's more their methods, I guess, that like separate them from like right. quote unquote hero and quote unquote right. villain. They want the same thing. They just go about it in different ways. One's good, one's evil, you know, depending on your morals, I guess. So, yeah, I, I think that that is always been kind of like a, an example of like a good team that, like again, like sticks together. Um, and I, because another thing is I think you know, a lot of villains, because they are, again, the way they're used as elements in the hero's story, they tend to be like doing things on their own more often mm-hmm. or like heroes tend to be either part of a team or i mean i guess there are also like the you know super groups like the justice league that you know are basically just a group of all of the singleton heroes but there are also a lot of just groups that are always a group in the world of heroes right okay so the next one on the list was you know the guy the bud the you know the guy you know they're i think they're they're on the pro side of their little chart you would say you can kind of control and limit the like their access to your stuff whereas like a partner is more intimate they're always around mm-hmm. they, they definitely they're more likely to again like know your weakness why they have the ability to betray you that, like that where like just the guy you know the mm-hmm. most they can kind of do is you know sell you out to a cop or something yeah but, but like, the bud still brings their own equipment i feel like yeah, I mean, I think they are probably similar in the mercenary in that respect. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess you kind of already made that kind of like a comparison between the two earlier. Yeah, yeah, because you have you you have looser bonds. They are kind of like a freelancer in your crew as yeah. opposed to like again. I think they fall into like the specialist category a little bit more. Like we talked about uh, in the last episode, the locksmith kind of being phased out but it's always good to you yeah. know, know a locksmith maybe your locksmith is just a bud he's yeah. not a regular part of the team i think the main difference between like a bud and a mercenary is you pay one and not the other like up well, front yeah yeah like well okay, to get into that like i guess we can also talk the mercenary right now they do tend to be more expensive because like i think you still have a companionship with the bud where the mercenary is full it's strictly business yeah uh where, and, you know, and if the pot is bigger than they initially were told now you are negotiating on the spot like their new rate because they see how much gold is in it well i mean that's that's all part of the you know original contract you yeah know, because like the mercenary might say like they want a percentage yeah and then, totally. and then if the pot's bigger then they went out but if they start with like a flat rate well you know sucks to suck <laughs> um, but flip side of that the bud probably doesn't have like a signed contract mm-hmm. or whatever the like villain equivalent of that is because right. i don't want to leave a bunch of paperwork around but like yeah i think the mercenary everything is kind of set in stone before the job and stuff like that where the bud it is usually like a friend kind of helping you out kind of deal mm-hmm. big issue with the mercenary and something that is less likely to happen with the bud is that because it's there's no like emotional attachment whatsoever really they can be bought by somebody else and you know you know they're a double mark well double it yeah kind of double you're looking at like it you never you always have to a little bit expect a betrayal from a mercenary because like you don't even know necessarily if somebody else has paid them more to betray you right so you can't even offer them more again Mm -hmm. 
it, it is a risk. They got you on your knees about to uh, shoot you and you're just like, well, okay, hold on. What if I paid you more? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing is like that that is exactly like if you hire them as like a hitman kind of thing that that could easily happen with the target if they don't, if, especially if they give them that, that chance. Mm-hmm. I think that's about all there is to say about the bud and the mercenary. Mm-hmm. Again, the hench folk is something we've kind of talked about a ton on the show. We know what the you know risks are involved with hench folks. They tend to be the least powerful i guess um among like the partnerships mm-hmm. right then I mean, we talked about how yeah like they are like another like level where most of these other things are you working with other villains henches tend to be like sub villain like they're not quite at that level yet, mm-hmm. which is also why they tend to have more of them yeah henchmen usually are a group of different people right and then we did talk about like having the number two style henchmen but even them like they would. They're still not at a like place where you would ever see them running off on their own, mm-hmm. having their own like adventures. Like we talked about with like the cat and stuff. Yeah. So there's there's not a lot more to say about hatches. We've talked about them a lot of the history of the show. Mm-hmm. The last last uh, thing on the list is you have the hostage type. Again, pretty straightforward. They'll betray you the second they can. They don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. They're being forced to be there. They don't want to put the lotion on their skin anymore. Oh my god. But it, they also don't want to get the hose again. And so that's, that's right. That's why you can have some level of control over their actions. Mm-hmm. You can't trust anything they tell you. So they are kind of like unreliable sources of information. But they can't, you know, you, you know, you can leverage them for certain things. You can get the element of surprise if you had, you know, hide a bomb under their t shirt. No sure. one knows about it. Everyone's like, oh, I'm so relieved to see you again. We thought you got kidnapped by the bad guy. <laughs> Boom! Yeah, you killed the bad guy, uh-huh. your opponent, and your hostage. Um, got him. They can get you, like, into places, y- yep, you know, yep. retinal scans and stuff. If you have a hostage, you can force well, them to... Like, push their brain yeah, up against the scanner. Cut and off their finger. Yeah. Take it to the place, and if you got a fingerprint scanner... Well, then, well then they're not a hostage. They're just a finger. Well, you still keep them at the, well, at the layer. Oh, okay. Well, they've got other fingers, they've got eyeballs, you can use them for other things. <laughs> and like the last thing on the list there, you can get information out of them. Again, uh-huh. it's not the most reliable information because typically those situations you're getting the information via torture. Yeah. And, you know, that's been proven. You, know, you never really know. Unless, unless. Unless. It's uh, uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. I mean, that, that is something you can kind of, I don't know if that's something you can bank on when you're taking a hostage. Mm-hmm. Like, but I mean that that, that takes a a, but a lot of if, work. If you have a hostage and you get one that gives you Stockholm syndrome real quick, well, you know they don't give you Stockholm syndrome. No, you, give, you give them. Well, I mean they they do the Stockholm syndrome. They do they, the they thing. They have it and they you display symptoms. They they say I love you. Why would you do this to me? You're like hell yeah. This is this is every hostage taker's dream. Is the <laughs> Stockholm syndrome scenario. Uh huh. So yeah, obviously, yeah. There's that's probably the riskiest of the ones on the list. But again, you have someone now that has like direct access to places and information. And there's also an element of like kind of social manipulation. Like sometimes you can like get the information out of people without them realizing that they're telling you the information. If mm-hmm. you know that's something you're good at as a villain, the hostage could be a little bit better. So yeah, that, that's that's the whole list we've talked about. Good examples. Uh, mm-hmm. Bad examples of these. I've got one. I read it actually uh, yeah. beforehand, so I'm excited for you to tell it in person because I thought it was pretty funny. So you, I mean, okay, going into it, let's see. I was wondering how much. I agree, is what I'm saying. Okay. okay. 
Uh, so yeah, the one bad example I thought of was Joker. Uh-huh. Has in terms of companionship and stuff, everybody fucking hates him. Like he, is, we've brought this up many times when talking about him that like even other villains like can't stand him because of very him. much to this example, by the way, is a current series that I'm reading called The Joker: A Puzzle Box. So like it's literally just about how every villain fucking can't stand the Joker. Yeah, I mean that that is one of his biggest weak points is like villain to villain relations. You know, he he doesn't give a shit who he upsets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the episode like the idea of like a bunch of villains working in one city. You have to avoid stepping on other people's toes, or else you, you know you have problems with other villains. That is something Joker doesn't consider. Doesn't need to. He's, and and he's like in terms chaos. of companionship, he does rely on like the emotional consistency of a mentally unstable woman for his only real companionship. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's where it started, maybe. But then she moves on and that, goes, well that's the problem, right? Is like she moves on. Uh-huh, like, but he has a whole other new companion that isn't mentally unstable she's very she is a companion of the joker she's either mentally unstable uh-huh. or a hostage well it's neither of those but okay go ahead why why you, you don't even know who you're talking about yeah but like wh- I, I couldn't imagine somebody a mentally stable person being like uh-huh. yeah the joker's my friend sure is, is yeah, it, i mean is she's it, is, she's is mentally to, stable is it supposed she's to be like, a mystery or is there no i mean not talking about it she's uh mentally stable she's just a uh, how do I describe it from my understanding of the few series I've read now about her? She's mentally stable. She's just more evil. So like the whole chaos thing is something that she loves about the Joker. And so it's more of a companionship team member, teammate in that way, where it's just like, I'm not in love with you. Well, there is a whole thing about that too. So I guess she is kind of in love with him, but she's not like mentally right, well, unstable. I mean- about it. I mean, being in love with chaos oh, is right. mentally unstable. We talk about how like men- like madness is an element of villainy. Like, madness, sure. I don't know if I would just say she's mentally unstable in the way that Harley Yeah, Quinn I'm not is. saying it's the same, but yeah. you know, she, uh, my whole point, yeah, I'm just saying she was definitely not like... Right, right, right. Got her uh, you know, square head on her shoulders. <laughs> but yeah, I did not know that there was a new Harley Quinn. Yeah, it's Wait, called well, Punchline. Punchline. That's her name? Yeah, that's, that's like her, her name. Villain. Yep. That's some DC shit right there. Oh, boy. Punchline. Joker and punchline. Yep. Because the Joker has got the punchlines. How How is that character doing in terms she's of... She's good. She, she's like... Fan-wise, people Oh, yeah. Her? People love her. And really? she's like her own... Currently, in the series I'm reading, she's in prison for being punchline uh-huh. and what she does. And she's running the entire prison. So, like... She's doing well for herself. Hmm. I, I could imagine like a lot of fans not liking just like trying. I don't know. I feel like Harley Quinn is like a weird, like a tough one to replace. And to like, it does feel like a little bit like having just like a new. Well, Harley lady. Quinn's doing her own thing. Right, right. I guess like not. Re- I, yeah, I guess replacing for Joker. I could know. I, that just seems like shoes I would have left unfilled for a while at least. Uh, I mean, it if I was not as long as maybe it should have been. But yeah. Yeah, it just seemed maybe maybe it is a little too soon. But I guess also the Joker was his whole thing was that he didn't give a shit about her either. So yeah, yeah, he, he all, gives less of a shit about Punchline. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. like it, that almost not, seems hard to believe. They're that not was like the whole thing was that like yeah, Joker they're not really exclusive was, like at all. It, well, like, like they are very much tied together, but they're not as exclusive as like Harley Quinn and and Joe. I mean, with any relationship, you know what I mean? Like. You break up with your the love of your life, at, at least you thought at the time, and then you go to the next person and you're just like, I'm going to be a little bit more cautious. That's kind of the situation. 
you know, mm. and with Punchline, it's like, I mean, Joker doesn't love anybody but Batman, right? Right. So, right. Never... I mean, that was the whole thing. It's like, there, there are plenty of times where, like, Joker just left Harley Quinn for dead. So, like, the yeah. idea that, like, he cares less about someone else than her this still seems like yeah less than zero is still zero. it's about the same on that scale yeah relationships really aren't his thing so in terms of companionship i mean I, we've talked about i guess like joker has been on teams and stuff before yeah like he's part of the legion of doom yep how, how does he how does he do in those kind of like he's just chaos like he brings it, chaos why why did they invite him back i guess is my question then because he is the wild card to the team. But you always need a wild I, card. But I don't know if you do. I think... You need the distraction, just like you needed... We talked about. He's yeah, the you distraction. Like, you want your distractions, like, to be a little bit more controlled. Like... No. Chaos is what you need in no, comic it, books. If you don't have chaos, then there's no one to save. I mean, there's other dangers other than... Like, totally. But, like, there's more of a danger with chaos. Like I mean, when you're doing leading, a heist... That's a, that's a whole thing. Like, the whole the, the whole thing is, like, planning and, like, stuff. Like, well, we're yeah. not talking about heists. We're talking about we taking over the world. Are, we're no, we're not. We're not... We are literally well, talking about building example. teams and stuff. The we are talking about like companionships <laughs> and team building. Yeah. They're literally not. So it, it's all the same is the Legion of Doom brings in this example, brings in uh, the Joker who it, again, remind yourself that at one point in the, uh, in death metal in dark metal and like all that series, he, the Joker becomes the Joker who laughs, who is like Batman and Joker together. And Batman he, who laughs? what did I say? The Joker. Who yeah. The Batman who laughs. Most of the Jokers laugh. Yeah, you're right. The Batman who laughs, uh, he he becomes that the one. Joker and who doesn't a, laugh is yeah. actually probably the scariest of all the Jokers. I That's imagine. probably it's true. The quiet ones, that but you. he's like a cosmic level being who like takes like he is the main villain, mm -hmm. right? So if, if you put him in that context and realize how how much of an asset he can actually be on a team that's what this book is technically about they they bring in the joker to bring in chaos and he does his fucking chaos thing and they get further as a team and actually end up winning for a good long while until obviously other things happen blah 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 and then they save the day the point is is like he is an asset on that team because of the level of absolute chaos that he brings as a distraction so the other people are doing the more methodic thinking and real planning of the things that they're accomplishing on the backside of his chaos yeah i mean i guess it's like it does sort of like the way you describe it that way it does sort of sound like they said just like send joker into the city to like get him out of their hair while they while they all like okay like now, I mean, the, he, now the adults are talking and like he, i mean he is plan. very much part of the plan but in a way yeah it's just like all right joker go go be joker for a while the adults are gonna talk and you know when you're done no, the joker is definitely part of the bigger strategy but yeah it, it is a kind of like that yeah i mean yeah, i think wild cards are dangerous for sure mm -hmm. in terms of like team building but again that's why you know joker's not not the best example of a team person maybe batman wouldn't break his heart so much if he made a few friends because like i think that is that's a, he's so obsessed with batman like, maybe he wouldn't have to be so obsessed with like his nemesis if he had like real real companionship yeah. with like other villains and that's why I think this whole episode is so important, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, we've talked a few times about how the social life of villains suffer. The way you interact with other villains, I think, is very important to your stability 
Mm-hmm. You know, again, one of the things that, like, I think in terms of Joker's weaknesses is his pure chaos thing often leads him to lose in situations he might have been able to win because it wasn't even about him. It was never about winning, I guess. Right. right? It's always been about kissing Batman. Right. And, yeah. like, yeah, if, you know, he could get over that, like, your first crush and, like, <laughs> you know go out and meet somebody for once yeah yeah um, well even when he's with punchline and, and like, he's still thinking about kissing right, Batman. Gotta, you gotta you gotta let them in you gotta you gotta get over that ex and like uh, that's that's the worst part i guess because it's not even batman's not even an ex it's just the yeah everyone always was. talks about the abusive relationship between him and harley but it's really about the abusive relationship between batman and him that's really what it's about he keeps going to batman he's yeah, in love I mean, well that's the thing is it's i wouldn't even know if it's an abusive relationship as more as it's like a toxic weird internet stalker relationship like <laughs> like Batman is straight up like I want fucking uh, nothing to do with you and Joker's literally following Oh no 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 I think it's the opposite because jo- not that he wants nothing to do with him Joker's still making plans that and involves Joker's direct hold on he's making direct plans to involve Batman but Batman's internet stalking Joker to make sure he's where he's at so he knows what he's doing at all times No no it, no they're both is, obsessed with each other I feel like it is Batman is going around beating up the mentally ill like he always does <laughs> And Joker's like FaceTiming him to be like, hey, look it, I've got uh, your your cop buddy locked uh-huh. up in a tower and I'm going to kill him if you don't come make out with me right now. And Batman's like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. I'm not going to let the guy die. So he shows up and like beats the shit out of him and they all, you know, Joker doesn't get what he wants. Batman doesn't get what he wants. Everyone goes off all sexually frustrated and Gotham <laughs> suffers at the end of the day. You're not wrong. But yeah, so that, that I, on that note, let, let's kind of like recap. Let's talk about what we can take away mm. from what we've talked about today. Um, uh, turn off your internet. Do not internet stalk anyone. Just decide not to do that for yourself. Yeah, that's what I learned today. That is, that's good. Don't do that. In terms of what the show is about, though, <laughs> the types of companionship that's good, the types that are bad... For villains, I think, again, the teams tend to suffer unless you have a, something strong, some gravitational force that really holds the team together, mm-hmm. whether it's like a very charismatic leader, I think, is a big part of it, is you have to be able to like deal with these big e- egos all around the team. Mm-hmm. Or, again, like if you have that sort of like religious-like sort of devote following, like you're, everybody there really believes in whatever the cause of this team is. And right. It, it's not just like a team of like let's do we're we're gonna get together and be bad partners i think tend to be you they can't be they have to be like naturally occurring like partnerships can't be forced okay sure you can't like just one day decide like oh you know i need to go get a partner Mm -hmm. i think partners are like bonds that are established naturally yeah again i think that's part of what separates like the partner from like the bud is you know if you're not that close you, you get stuck you get stuck in the bud zone not <laughs> not impressed but it, useful yeah like i get yes yeah, the guy you call when you need this job done but like mm-hmm. not that close early 2000s drug dealers um hench folk is a, we've talked a lot about that there's a lot of risk there it's up to you i guess you know they're you, useful more useful sometimes than the bud 
in my opinion. But, you know, absolutely well, could yeah, backstab I mean, It's one of those things like you have a thousand monkeys writing Shakespeare or you just get one guy who can write Shakespeare. You know, like... Well, if you really think about it, the Wicked Witch of the West had a lot of monkeys who were very and that, And her. as long as... Never betrayed. And like, in all of that story, you never once see one of those monkeys write Shakespeare. So, like, did, they, <laughs> did it pay off? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it did because they like super monkeys with wings and shit. I know, and and they and did she everything ended up with for a puddle her. at the end of the story. Yeah, so well, she did do that. That so, did happen. But who who can stop flying water? You know what I mean? Like monkeys. flying monkeys with, with like fucking wings. They're they, they have a bit. They're bigger than regular monkeys. They've got like <laughs> build wing shields that can uh-huh, fly uh-huh, the way uh-huh, the water. Uh-huh. I'm I'm just saying. You know, they weren't expecting it, and neither was the witch, and that's why she died. Well, you know, maybe if they had a bud instead of a hench, uh-huh. you know. You, would have taken that like bullet. A, huh? Like a flying silverback gorilla <laughs> would have just beat the shit out of Dorothy even <laughs> step one. Toto's fucking a fucking puddle. In fact, the whole fucking crew would be a puddle before she was. Oh, my God. So, you know. A big silverback gorilla. If she had gone that route instead of a bunch of little monkeys, maybe she would have won. Uh, yeah, no chimpanzees get silverback gorillas. Exactly. And lastly, you have the hostage. Probably not the, you know, most useful, uh-huh. you know, but if you got one, you got one. So you may as well find a use for it, I guess. Th- th- that is more like the thing. I think hostages tend to be, again, a byproduct of a, you know, something that happens at another job. You mm-hmm. come out with a little bit extra loot that happens to be, you know. A person. Yeah, maybe. Or like a robot. Maybe yeah, like, sure. Like yeah. uh I guess we can talk Venture Brothers again. We haven't oh, brought them up in a while. Uh, I we were doing so well. We you were know, doing the so time well. helper got kidnapped, and he was he all, did. Yeah, he was pretty loyal to the to the team. But again, Doctor Mrs. The Minor came in, tricked him into like giving away all the information. Uh huh. If you have absolutely no idea what we're talking about, first of all, turn this off. You know, you're, this isn't for you. Uh, second, go go to HBO Max. It's on there. All of them. Really? I think yeah. it's also on probably Hulu, right? Maybe. Probably. So yeah, check out The Venture Brothers if you haven't yet. Um, This may be the first time we've plugged that show. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) the robot gets, the robot does get kidnapped. But again, it it kind of goes directly into what we were talking about earlier. Uh Like the torture doesn't work. As soon as they come in and be nice to him, she tricks him. So if you have a hostage, you know, just be nice to him. Yeah. Or or commit them to uh, uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Well, I mean... I think the real trick is to torture them for like a good while. You know, I mean, it, I guess it's kind yeah, of yeah. Let's figure out. Let's give directions. It's essentially it is kind of like good cop, bad cop. You have to like there has to be enough torture that when like the nice person shows up and it's like, "What are you doing? This is stupid," and then starts being a little bit nice to them, they are so relieved that they give up everything. Uh huh. That that is the real trick to like interrogating a hostage. That's um, that's it. That's how you do it, guys. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, go out and do crime. That's what um, we say yeah. at the end of every episode. Do yeah. the well, crime. No, we, 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 you can say it now when we get to the end of the episode. Oh, okay. I say, don't do anything legal and then recover legally. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to say it now. Do all the crimes. Yeah, you say that now. Uh-huh. We, say that, we say don't do anything legal at the end. You, you know, it's the last thing. Yeah, we cover you, the bases, right? So mm-hmm. what I'm saying now, uh, just for the third time in a row, uh, <laughs> go, go do the crimes. Do the thing that Tony just told you to do. Yeah verbatim uh part one part two and three they're all there all three parts yep do the tortures uh and then be nice <laughs> yeah i think that's gonna do it for this episode next episode we will talk about zormelian and his relationship with his companions just gotta stop so yeah last thing we gotta do every episode you know the drill social media 
Mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram, I guess Facebook. Type in behind the pod, behind the mask of Ryan and Tony. You know, you'll, you'll figure out. You'll find it. You know, you're you're looking at this podcast right now on your phone, hearing us talk about it. You see what our like little artworks and stuff look like. You know, the little purple face to look mm-hmm. for on all the websites. See it, click it, like it. That's how the internet works these days. Share it. Don't forget yeah, to share it. See it, click it, like it, share it, bop it. Uh, <laughs> most importantly, don't do anything illegal. <laughs> bop it. I'm a baddie. Yeah, I'm a little baddie.